Hello, and welcome to the Christian Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything fantasy and science fiction. Your host is Matt Crosswhite, and the subject matter expert is Josiah Marshall. And here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm the host, Matt Crosswhite, and subject matter expert is Josiah Marshall. Josiah, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Having some rough times sleeping, but you know what? I'm doing well. All Almost. right. Well, well, maybe you can tell us as we continue our adventure on uh, Christian Fantasy and Sci-Fi resources... What movies do you turn on in the in the night when you can't watch? <laughs> oh, or when you can't sleep. Man. When you can't watch. When you can't sleep is what I meant to say. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I I'm actually gonna take that question and I'm gonna take it literally because that 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 changes the question from what our topic is today, the top three movies. Um, because there's there's different movies I watch in the middle of the night when I'm trying to go to sleep. Because when I'm trying to go to sleep, I want something a little more relaxed um a little more light-hearted perhaps and sure. um and not so serious um and uh when it comes to let's see here when it comes to that and it's always not movies because i found that if i watch a movie it keeps me up i want to watch sure. the whole thing so i'll either drift towards fraser as one of my number ones the Andy Griffith Show, or mm. Perfect Strangers from the late '80s into the '90s, um, mm. an old show, an old sitcom that I really enjoyed watching. And uh, cousin, let's see, it was Balky Bartokmus and Cousin Larry Appleton. That's how Balky would call his cousin. <laughs> All right. On the occasion, though, that I might actually watch a movie. Such as, well, let's see, such as the other night. Um, some people, it's going to be different for everybody, but I actually watched Aquaman. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I am, not, okay, so I, I will say this for the record now so that I, I can get this disappointment for my, for my, for any listeners out of the way or even for oh, you. Dear. Here um, we go. I, I am not a big DC fan. I am not a big Marvel fan either. Um, I did not grow up reading comic books. I did not grow up knowing these stories. I knew of Spider-Man. I knew of Superman. I knew of Batman. But that was that was pretty much it. I wasn't really introduced to that a whole lot. I was more of the early morning or Saturday morning cartoon kid. Dennis the Menace, Tailspin, um, th those shows. And that's Dark why you're Queen more of gargoyles. Yep. <laughs> that's why you're more of a wholesome gentleman than than the rest of us. <laughs> oh, I don't know, but it's definitely what I had. And so, when it comes to the Marvel, I will say this: in some cases, that the uh, I'd say in a lot of cases, the Marvel movies. Okay, I'm definitely going to alien people here. The Marvel movies tend to have a better storyline. They tend to have better direction. They tend to be a more cohesive story, especially when it includes soundtrack, than DC movies do. 
Okay. I watched Black Man- Black Adam this past weekend. I'd never seen mm. it. And um, I, my response to myself was, I have so little context for this because this movie is not making any sense to me whatsoever. And the way they were telling the story, there was no character development. There was no... Um, that character interrelationship. So next thing you know, you got these two actors looking at each other going, I'm watching you. We're going to have to have a serious talk. It's like, do they have this relationship? I don't know. But, and then the, uh, and I thought that the soundtrack, they were trying too hard in my opinion, but you know what? It is what it is. Everybody's got their own opinion. That's just where I sit with DC and Marvel. I've, I actually have told my son, he comes to me sometimes and says, Dad, I really, I really want to see this, this Marvel movie. Can we watch it? Can we watch it? It's like, breathe. Yes, we can watch the Marvel movie. Dad, I notice you really take a little bit of time to answer that question. What's up? Joel, I have watched so many Marvel movies. I am worn out. Mm. I haven't even seen let's see I don't know how many shows there are now I've, I don't think I've seen any of those shows at all yeah I haven't seen any of them and I I don't think I've seen the last few movies that they made so yeah. story wise I guess I'm very far behind <laughs> but anyways when I'm when I can't sleep at night, I usually try to go to something a little lighthearted. Um, but uh, that makes that's sense. not to say that I haven't had the marathon where I just oh I'm sure in the middle of the night I stay up all night, enjoy a marathon. Oh, that that can be fun. But I remember trying to do that one time with some friends with the Harry Potter movies, and we were getting ready to go see number seven. That was painful. Not in the sense that I didn't like the movies. It was the sense of we've got to watch six movies. Six movies. Before yeah. Scene number seven. I was like, um, I'm going to get there around movie four. And and so you must have been going to see movie seven. Yeah. Part one. Part one. Yeah. <laughs> Really, that's got to be split up between two nights. Three movies a night, two nights it, in a row. Oh, it does. But they, they, let's see. I think we started, everybody slept in, started around 10 a.m. one morning. And let's see, what are those, two hours each? Yeah, we got uh-huh. done very early, kind of uh, maybe around six or seven o'clock the next morning. See, that didn't even sound fun. My back is getting stiff just thinking about (laughs) sitting there that long. (laughs) Yep. No, I I, I hear you. I hear you. So, um, (laughs) and then I've also done the Lord of the Rings marathon overnight. And you kind of have three very long movies, but that's still only three movies. Right. But. When you watch the extended version, it gets a little longer. Oh, sure. <laughs> when you try to use some of the special features, just a few, it gets even longer. So that is my that is my experience with overnight watching. <laughs> Understood. Although you know what, I'm going to add something that I think is just fun. 
when I was growing up, when you, when you, you know, you get to be 10, 11 years old, you want to feel like an adult. You want to feel like a big boy. Right. And so I always thought it was such a big deal that my mother and my dad would allow me to stay up until 10 o'clock to watch Star Trek, the next generation. Mm. <laughs> Proud moments. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. And so that was, a, that was a big deal for me. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, now back to our previously scheduled programming. <laughs> You've got some some movies selected for us that uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about um, your top three Christian fantasy movies. And then next mm -hmm. episode, we'll do top three Christian sci-fi movies. So what, what you got on the top of the chart for Christian fantasy? Oh, boy. Um Okay, you're using Christian fantasy. Um, I I I can't say I have actually seen well because I had a different list. But if we want to do Christian fantasy list, then I would do this. I would say hmm, the original BBC Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Okay, I would say. Oh man, now I've got to think a second. <laughs> Um, what list did oh, you have? Pilgrim's prepared? Progress. Pilgrim's Progress. Okay, and, which edition? Oh, oh. <laughs> I really enjoyed the animated one that came out just a few years ago, mm -hmm. but for the sake of of the length of movie, they had to cut out quite a lot of the they scenes. Did. The scenes they included, they did very well with, but. But yeah. they had to cut out too much. I would have to go back to the old 1970s live action that Liam Neeson was in that I mentioned in our first episode. There are movies that yeah. go on before that. There are even old silent film movies. I don't think I mentioned really? that. Really? Yeah. Um, so there, there has been so much made regarding that story. But that would be that. That was the one I was introduced to when I was a kid was mm. that that Liam Neeson one. And so when I see and think Pilgrim's Progress, I see and think that movie a lot. Gotcha. Um, but then I've read the book so many times. Even when I see the movie, I get the pictures that I have in my head of the story intermixed so much. So I know, okay, that scene's not actually in the movie, but I could see how it could be translated into the movie. And so that that's how it interplays a little bit. That's but, hilarious. Um, uh, let's see here. So that was two. You got the the Josiah's progress. cut of the movie in your head. I do, I do, I do indeed. I I think it's a blast. I I I don't know. I'm I'm guessing I must have said this before because even my son said, "Well, Dad, you've said something like this." I was like, "Okay, I don't quite remember saying it this way," but my son has looked at me and says, "Dad, I like reading." Yeah, why is that? Because then I get mm. to see, I get to see it in my head the way I see it. Yes, because he he dis differentiated it from I like being able to read the book rather than watch the movie. And he says, I don't even mind. He even enjoys doing the radio dramas of some stories because he says, I sure. still get to still see things in my own head. Yep. You get, get to, to build out the, the set. Yep. Yep. Build yep. the set, place yep. the characters. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that, so that one's got... 
my own splicing and extended <laughs> extended stuff. That's fantastic. Uh, which is interesting because just as a little side note, just recently I was um, my kids are really into Kenneth Graham. Kenneth Graham wrote uh, Wind in the Willows. And uh, they did an oh, old claymation okay. movie of Wind in the Willows back in 1983. And it's a very popular really? one. It was, oh yeah, oh yeah. It was done in England. And uh, someone, now, they, they, just time and everything, they didn't include a couple of chapters because they actually went it by, by chapter out of the book. Mm. And so um, there were a few chapters missing. Well, somebody took the time to go into the other productions that they did of Wind in the Willows and they spliced in the missing chapters to the original movie. It's like, and it's on YouTube. It's like, wow, okay, that's that's pretty cool. But uh, so yeah, that's just one of those random things going. Yeah, you know what? It'd be kind of fascinating to see how you could splice in your own stuff. But um, if there was, oh man, if there was another Christian fantasy, see, there's not there's not a whole lot that's been made. Um, as far as Christian fantasy, I, I mean, I, I, as a kid, I could say, oh, Bible man. Um, but no, <laughs> I'm not going to say that, especially since it was a TV show. Even the live right. action was a little low. Uh, I'm going to have to give that one a little more thought because I cannot think of any off the top of my head. Um, aside from saying another Lord, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Chronicles of Narnia movie. Although I would okay. say that if I was to compare if i was to go with another narnia movie then i would go with yeah i'd go with the silver chair bbc i'd go back to bbc again i appreciate what they've done recently they have not done a more recent movie of any of the others now there's reasons for that and i i, get, I don't know if i need to go into all of that but suffice it to say Netflix is the first company in ever to actually own all the co all the, uh, the movie rights to all of the books. Um, oh wow! But, yeah, but um, there is something to be said for the BBC productions. It captures the magic of the story, and it does it in a tone that doesn't cheapen it that doesn't make it even look silly. They did it in a way that you go, there's something mag that's magnificent about this. And I like using that word because when I look at that, when I watch any of them, I just think this is magnificent. This is, and they did these movies decades ago. I, and that's weird to say decades ago, <laughs> they did them back. Let's see. That would have been, uh, yeah, the 1980s. Yeah, I think that was it. So um, I, I have a great affinity for those older BBC. Now, not to say I don't enjoy the new stuff. As I said in a previous episode, Will Poulter, who plays the Eustace on the new one, new, uh, uh, he plays Eustace Clarence Scrub on uh, Voyage of the Dawn Trader. I think he did a phenomenal job. But um, yeah, that, that would be my next go-to. If I was... Rather than just trying to rack my brain, it would be the silver chair from BBC's production. So that would be my next one. But 
On another list, if I was to say what was my top three fantasy movies that have impacted me over the years. Now, here's the funny thing. We think fantasy, and especially even in this con context of this podcast, and we, we sort of automatically think of, ooh, medieval times, probably you got a king or something. You've got maybe some dragons or some you know mythical creatures. But I've actually... <laughs> And I even told my wife, I think you're going to laugh at this. And she she thought, okay, that is funny, the the list I gave her. Because I read her my list. And she goes, why? What, what, are, what are these? So um, my first one is going to be Groundhog Day. Wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. All right. So when we, when we think about fantasy, we think about something that's um, out of our world right now you've got something fiction but when you got fiction you still have it in our world our our world's rules our world's properties and principles still apply okay that's why you've got sense and sensibility from ages ago you've got other books that are categorized as fiction but yet they fall within our own context and our own reality right now while part there are elements of Groundhog Day that would fit within the fiction realm, in my opinion. In my opinion, also, it also fits perfectly well into fantasy. Because the idea of having the same day repeat itself, the idea of the person being able to kill themselves and still be able to come back to life the next day and relive the whole day, that is pure and utter fantasy. I don't care how you cut it. <laughs> is, I, I can see that. Yeah, so that's that's fantasy. And so the reason that's at the top of my list is because that movie, if there were three words that describe that movie for me, it was happiness and meaning. That guy was so disgruntled and just so you knew he was not happy at the beginning of the movie and even through most of the movie. He didn't want the day he didn't. But yet he ended up finding meaning in his day, going and saving the kid, falling out of the tree. It's been long enough. I'm sure maybe there's one person out there that hasn't seen it, but it's been long enough. I'm going to just spoil him running and catching the kid falling out of the tree because he knew he had to be there at a certain time and <laughs> yelling at the kid. You've never thanked me. <laughs> And then you've got the car of the old ladies and they're sitting there with a flat tire and he's next thing you know, the car's shaking up and down and he's got a jack out there. It's okay, ladies. I happen to have the jack. I happen to have a tire. So you just sit back and enjoy yourself. And then one lady, I, I don't know if anyone's ever noticed it, but one of the ladies actually said, maybe he's part of the Rotary Club. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. And then, of course, he has a lot of other antics that I think are just hysterical. But, right. um, but really, I, 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 that's what I took away from it because um, it just it, it just spoke to me in volumes at a time in my life where I wasn't happy and I didn't have much. I didn't feel like I had any meaning. So that was my yeah, that's my top pick. <laughs> Very nice. So Very to, nice. I mean, your re that your reaction was just. You definitely got me. I was not expect because until you gave the explanation as to why, 
I would have just put that in the category of fiction and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even thought of it as fantasy. Mm. But you're right, those mm. elements of being able to die and then come back and and redoing the same day over and over that that is fanciful there you go certainly yeah, yeah absolutely. easy for me to slay <laughs> all right so what's number two on your list sir all right you ready to be thrown again i'm i'm sitting down embracing myself go ahead bruce almighty Oh yeah, okay. I can see okay. that one. Okay, that one makes right. more sense, especially given the previous explanation. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Good. So it's not as as jarring as the first. Right. Oh man. I. Oh man. I, that makes me feel good. I got him. I got him, folks. I got him. <laughs> I am curious to to hear why you chose Bruce instead of Evan. Oh. Okay. Well, when it comes to Bruce. There were some very basic things. I call them basic, but yet they can be very poignant. It can be very personal, and they can be very, and then in some ways they can be complex. There were some very mm -hmm. basic things that were covered. Anyone wants the ability to control what happens to them. But more than that, it's not just control anything, it's also being able to enable themselves to be able to cause somebody to fall in love with them. Because one of the things, uh, Oh, good grief. Morgan Freeman says mm -hmm. to Jim Carrey is you can do anything you want, but you cannot mess with free will. That's the one thing you're not allowed to do. And he, Jim, becomes desperate for his girlfriend. He, mm -hmm. now, I don't, the thing is, is that if there was one thing that I don't think worked very well was that it's hard to 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 believe that Jim Carrey is that selfish. It, it his his selfishness didn't come across all that real, to be honest with you. Mm. But given what they're trying to do with the character, it makes more sense that he, when he finally realizes what he's losing, that he becomes so desperate to have it back that he will go the way he did to get her back, pulling the moon in close, having a wild night together, um, <laughs> uh, moving clouds around so that it says what it says, take him back, or even the TV, talking to her in the diner. <laughs> it's just all these random things of take Bruce back. And, um, and so what, what I took out of it was another simple three word statement. And that is, and, and this, and, and even the first word may seem a little odd, but I think it speaks to what the object is. Mm -hmm. The magic of self-sacrifice. The magic of self-sacrifice. Because when we think of fantasy, we think of wizards. We think of all of these incredible notions of being able to perform magic. Um, I'm going to now. I'm going to kind of break mold here. I'm going to bring in another movie because when we think of magic, we sometimes think of it being very clean, very effortless. You, you might uh, there's nothing really raw or kind of almost strange about it. But when you see the movie Bright with will smith 
Did you ever see that movie? I'm not familiar with that one. Okay. Um, it was actually, it was very good. In my opinion, it was great. It was a great movie. It was worth watching. And um, in it, though, there's a wand that's found, and um, he's a police officer in L.A. It's a complete blend. You've got real world mixed with fantasy world, so you even see dragons flying off in the distance and Will Smith getting getting a broom to, to, to beat up the pixie that keeps infesting or doing something to his house, something like that. <laughs> it's like, okay. But... What they do is, is that they talk, they show the rawness of magic and they talk about it from even a radioactive point of view and just the, 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 the real, real world reaction that the body has to this magic and how it can hmm. easily kill somebody. And it looks dangerous, right? Um, because when you read Lord of the Rings, you don't, you don't really get that sometimes. You, I mean, although you do get it, especially in Lord of the Rings, you get the 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 element of good the element of dark the element of light when you come to magic right but magic isn't as clean as we kind of think right and so we've got these different expectations when it comes to magic so when i say the word magic of self-sacrifice it causes a pause at least it did for me when i first thought of this phrase and it goes wait a minute but that that makes perfect sense because something happens that almost shouldn't happen i can't use the right. word miracle i can't use the word miracle but what i can use is the word magic because there is something going on here that a person is actually causing without trying to cause it because if there's any one tr in trope in a lot of fantasy is that all these magicians and wizards are having to learn don't force it let it happen hmm. and yet that's what's going on here. He has to quit fighting. He has to quit fighting for this, for it to actually do what it does and let him just be himself, which is why I'm going to, I'm going to admit that there was a second movie that was tied for second place with this. Okay. A, so does that make it your third place one? No, no. no. Okay. But I'm going to admit that there was a second one that I nearly put in this place because for me, growing up, Aladdin became an expression for me of kind of a, a placement that I felt in myself of where I was and where I wanted to be. And if there was one thing I definitely connected with Aladdin over was that I, I tried to be something I wasn't. I'm not a Prince Abubu, as Jafar would say. <laughs> a Bobwa. Anyway... <laughs> But there's that key line in there where the genie, all the magic aside, says two words, be yourself. And I use that inflection because he's a bee when he says it. Because he was a bumblebee at the time, yes. Be yourself. So that's another element I see coming out with Bruce. Be yourself. Quit trying so hard. Let her see what she originally saw, and maybe you'll get to see a little bit of what you need to see. Because mm. if there was another element going on at the time when I was watching Bruce Almighty just over and over again is that I was single. I was on my own. And I was wanting someone in my life. And I remember being told one time by someone that I admired and trusted and respected was that often 
the person comes along when you're not looking for them. And a relationship happens when you're not even trying. Yeah. And so I let that kind of simmer in the back of my mind for years, for years. And so it was ironic just how well that that just spoke truth into what happened with my wife and how that worked. That's another story for another time. But anyways, um, that that movie, Bruce Almighty, just really gave me an ability to look at my life and yet laugh at the same time and yet still learn something from it. Because as I said before, I love it when a story connects with me, but also challenges me with questions. Yes. If you challenge me with questions, you've got my attention. You've got my attention in spades, which is something Excellent. I'm going to bring up on our next podcast regarding a sci-fi movie on my list. So, okay. Yeah. So that's my, that's my number two. Excellent. Which makes number three. Cars. All right. I'm curious. <laughs> okay. I'm curious. How much of how much of this list were you expecting to hear something maybe Lord of the Rings or Chronicles of Narnia or um the, the you know, I, world series or or what? <laughs> I had two expectations for today's episode and you have let me down significantly, but that's oh, no. okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was expecting to be able to geek out with you on Lord of the Rings. And I was expecting to learn about some other traditional fantasy, uh, like with elves, dwarves, forests, good, evil, what uh, movies that I had never heard of before. But but you, this is a good conversation too. We can have that one another time. <laughs> okay, this is reminding me of something, and I'm going to say it for the sake of our audience. Matt called me up one night. And he, he's off, I think what you were house sitting, maybe I wasn't quite sure, but the wife wasn't there and you, you called me up and said, so you said something the other day about dwarves. Can you tell me more about that? So I'd start talking about dwarves a little bit and about three or five minutes in, I said, so what do you think? He goes, oh, I'm not really wanting to interact. I'm just wanting to listen. So talk away. Yep. So I, I basically wanted the, I, I, I wanted, and I very much received the um uh encyclopedia britannica oh, version my. of of dwarves and dwar and uh the the use of dwarves in various different types of literature specifically <laughs> fantasy and that's honestly exactly what i was looking for that night so you really came through for me sir well i'm glad i meant <laughs> to tickle your your learning bone but uh, but uh, but the thing that got me the most was is that after i get done i said well it's been almost an hour now so what do you think he says oh no i'm good i can go to sleep now see you bye click what am i you're counting sheep <laughs> no 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 you you had satisfied the curiosity i had learned everything i needed to learn it was not a uh yeah, tell me something super boring so I can. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. My brain was spinning and I had questions. You answered all the questions and I could shut down the brain for the night. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Oh my word. Oh, I'm always good for a good laugh, but that was great. <laughs> okay, so moving the spotlight back to you. Tell us to, tell us about cars. Okay. I've got another three word. Focus of the move. I'm okay, I'm gonna uh, uh, yeah, does your face hurt too? Yeah, <laughs> just take a breath. Um, power of relationships. You get, yes. you see the beginning of the movie. And if there's one thing that's, I wouldn't, even, I would, I would almost use the word heavily, but I wouldn't use it in the sense that it's just overdone. But I'd use it right. more in the sense of that old 1980s word of, well, this is heavy. It is heavy in the sense that, wow, whoa, you, you see, you can understand, you can even feel what it's like for him to be so lonely. Yes. Can yeah, I take he's a got... brief sidebar for just a second? Sure. In your description of the use of the word heavy in the 80s, that took me to Back to the Future. When he goes back and he's talking about, oh, that's heavy, and, and um, Doc says... You keep saying heavy. Is there something wrong with the gra Earth's gravitational pull in the future? What? What? Why is everything so heavy in the future? <laughs> yep. Sorry. So, anyway. No, that's all right. No, that's a perfect one because that's the exact same scene and phrase that goes through my head when I think of the word too. That's what pop culture does, baby. You, you can't right. get away from it, right? Shared but um, but yeah, it would be that 1980s expression of "Wow, this is heavy. This is heavy," and you you almost get this sense that he's so yearning for it that he's almost he, you would almost think he's desperate but then the way they have the character play it it continues to show he's not willing to admit it even right. to himself let alone others that when mater does what he does it tends to penetrate that barrier and that is, I knew I made the right decision. Yeah, what's that? When I chose you as my best friend. And the reaction, see, this is something I got to give to those animators. They did a phenomenal job. Not, and yes. even John Lasseter, Doc, all of the Doc, every one of them, they did a phenomenal job on that story. I cannot, wow, it's just, oh man, I know it's not that old, but frankly, when I saw that, I'm going, what did I just see? Wow. <laughs> I'm going, this is something. Yes. I even looked at my wife and I said, this is something our kids are going to watch. They're going to watch mm -hmm. this. And, um, but the reaction that they had Lightning McQueen have when he said that, you knew it penetrated him. And you were expecting to cry, but ended up, you ended up crying for him. That right. was, that was the draw. They did it so well for crying out loud it's probably one of the most complete and i say complete because there are stories that have plot holes there are stories where sometimes a portion gets a little clunky maybe or something's not moving smoothly but i have to say there is something so organic to cars and it works so seamlessly that you'd really have to nitpick to find something wrong Absolutely. because the story, it's just the way it works and moves in and out. It just, and it's so believable in the sense that you could see that somebody could react like this. It is, 
realistic in the sense of mm-hmm. how relationships work. But yet the power of those relationships is what gets me the most. And mm. I think that for a lot of people, cards becomes that expression, that yearning of the type of friendships they would like to have, the type of relationships they have. Because even, and, and I had that before, but even now after the pandemic, I think people are wanting it even more. I'm surprised yeah. that cars isn't plastered everywhere in the sense of people saying, this is what I want. This is the type of connection I'm wanting. This is how I want to be seen. Because Mater, he's not looking at some guy. He's going, oh, um, he needs my help or I want to help him. It was just simply, I like you. Why? Lightning snuck out with him. <laughs> Go tractor dipping. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so it just you just find somebody that you like, you find somebody attached to, and you just you just grab on for all your worth, right? And so that's that's my third choice because it just speaks to the power of relationships. And when I first saw that, boom, I mean that echoed so strongly. You'd think it'd be my number one, but no, Groundhog's up there. Okay. Especially since Groundhog met me on an intellectual level as well. Because not only did they have him do something, not, not, not was it just a moral development, not only was it emotional development, but it was an intellectual one as well. Because when he starts learning French and he, and he does that scene where he's doing this monologue and all the newscasters go, <laughs> and they're recording him. And it's just, yeah, okay. He's not just, doing something for the sake of doing something he's doing it because he's made some decisions right and i saw that in the movie to being even more powerful to what the how change can happen and how that change can be even more meaningful when you understand and you've accepted it and you've gone through the process of understanding what's happened so absolutely that's my that's my top three very good (laughs) very good but as we've mentioned (laughs) You threw me for a spin on that first question, though. Okay. Read Christian fantasy. So I'm going to have to start thinking from if you're, are you going to ask me that question next time? Because if so, I'm going to have to start thinking now. What, okay, what's my top three Christian sci fi? Wow, that one's going to be tough. <laughs> Just the, the C.S. Lewis um, uh, space trilogy. There you go. Uh, One, two, yeah, and three. if they make it, if they make it. They don't. They they never made those into movies. Oh sure. They've never made them into true, movies. True. But uh, not to disappoint, Lord of the Rings, Chronicles of Narnia, are still incredibly impactful in my life, and they hold a very special place. Because when I I wanted to save those, because what when I when I talk about them, I want to talk about them. Yes. Well, <laughs> the, we will definitely oh. make that its own either episode or or mini series once we finish this this little series so so next next episode dear dear listeners uh we'll we'll hear about josiah's top three picks of sci-fi um personally so so that way you know what to expect as well sir (laughs) all right everyone happy listening happy reading happy watching until next time take care